Welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four season card holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. It was Premiership Rugby Cup action last week with a strong Bears team overpowering Bath 29-0 at the wreck in midweek. But alas, both the weekend's men and women's matches went down the lakeside as we were due to face Worcester and Wasps respectively. Off the field, it's been a busy week. Carl is staying, Dan's leaving, temporarily, and Will's arrived. Here are our thoughts on these changes and what it means for the squad of the future. All this and more on this week's show. I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee, Miles and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, it's Sunday evening, Lee. We're back at your place and... Uh, it sounded like a student pad then. You've seen wheels, wheels coming, Dan's going. <laughs> what was going on? <laughs> it's good to see you though, fellas. And um, you've, you've all had quite busy weekends, haven't you? Well, I've been waiting at home for, for you boys, waiting for Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've all been uh, uh, quite busy, but none none as busy as our two friends over the other side of the studio. There, <laughs> studio is, is, is Lordship Miles and uh, <laughs> Professor Pete. Um, now, boys, uh, tell the listeners what you you've been up to uh, this weekend. Miles, do you want to do it? Uh, well, I'm uh, I, I'm sporting a medal around my neck for the listeners. Obviously, you can't see, which I'm quite proud of because. It was a first place medal in a paddleboard race that Pete and I took part in in Kingsbridge, uh, South Hams, yesterday afternoon. Yeah, we did. We uh, Worcester game, off. You know, Bears women against Wasps, off. Miles against Pete, Sup the Creek paddleboard, men's over, men's <laughs> leisure category, 6K. Over on. It was on. It was on pay-per-view as well somewhere, <laughs> honestly. Anyway... Uh, the result, unfortunately, went the same way as three years ago, uh, where Miles pipped me by about 100 yards. Um, yeah, he, fair play to Miles. I mean, he, you know, he only had about 11 stone to lug around the course. I had a good 15 stone, which, uh, you know, when you're facing the wind for 3K, it's uh, it's pretty difficult. So I think morally, when you kind of weigh up all of the factoring and the handicapping, <laughs> uh, I think that it was uh, it was much closer than the, the result suggested. But yeah. We did well, Miles. It was a, good, a bit of activity. Yeah. Was it, it was, we called it the Bears Beyond the Gate Sup Derby. Right. Yeah. Now, let, let me just get this straight, because I've always had a view that stand-up puddleboarding is for swimmers, surfers and sailors that, mm. that, that can't do it. So yeah. you know, they, they just float round on a plank. Well, yeah. There is what you, what, and, <laughs> no, let me speak. Well, I, I would say that definitely, I mean, surely the Bonnie Mass Index... Surely doesn't count when you're on a paddleboard. I mean, I do get a little bit of the, you know, the wind coming down the down the estuary or wherever you were. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's not like, it, you know, it it, it equalises that thing. Well, it surely, because well, you've got, you've got more weight. Is, I have more weight. Yeah, but the strength has got to be in the arms. But it's surely, the ratio and of arm strength. You know, you and a tailwind. I didn't have a sail. That was my body mass index behind me. And Pete was getting in the old knee excuses early down the M5, lads. I mean, the wind that was coming out of Pete's Creek was phenomenal for half the race. Uh, (laughs) I just have to say, you you got beat by... By little Miles' chicken wings, mate. And you, at the end of the day, you got to just own up and say, the best man won on the day. Uh, to be honest, there is there is no way to spin it. There is no way to spin it. I, I, I got beat. I don't. I'm not sure we'd say the best man. Or that we. I got beat by Miles. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did put some on team, uh, Twitter team yesterday because I, I was kind of I was getting into this little bit. You know this this competition. 
And I did think maybe mud wrestling might be next on the on the agenda. So what for those two, yeah. So Pete can balance things out then, because I know Pete well, you, likes a little mud wrestling. Well, you've got to, got to admit. <laughs> I mean, stand up paddleboarding really. It's it's like the it's, <laughs> it's like the nautical equivalent of the hundred meters, but using a walking frame. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, well done, Mars. Yeah, we should, well done, Mars. We should be yeah, proud of him. I am. But. Well Lee, I think you were saying because there were no games, some of our, our uh, listeners on Twitter were getting a bit bit restless. And uh, oh. what was the conversation about? Well, it, there was a couple of things that made me laugh this weekend, but the best one I think was was a conversation that Nick Howells had started, a good friend of the pod, um, about the best flavour crisps. Now I've got a funny feeling now. Don't quote me on this, but I think he said it was McCoy's. Salt and vinegar, ridged and ridged, ridged ones, and then John Phipps had piped up with monster munch, and, and I, I was I was just reading the thread, and I was thinking to myself, and I just had to interject. This is exactly the conversation men have when we have no rugby on Saturday. It was terrible. <laughs> All right, well let's let's move along then, because uh, although there was. No rugby on Saturday. There was uh, last Wednesday, Wednesday the 19th of October. It's a Premiership rugby game. Uh, we went uh, down the or across the A4 to uh, Bath. And, uh, well, before before the game, I think it's fair to say, oh, my God. Now, listeners, if, if, if you've heard a, a, a ring pool go just then, that, that was miles. And now he's got a pint glass, which is about... 12% beer in the bottom. Someone's got to take a photograph of that. And about, about 88% head. So, um, And I'll say for any of our regular Twitter followers, it is it is now going live <laughs> on Twitter. But obviously, uh, yeah. you won't be hearing about this until tomorrow. So you might you might see this before you hear this podcast sort of thing. That's yeah. shocking, yeah. Miles. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm disgraced. So... Uh, back, back to the bath game yeah. after the appalling beer pouring effort there by Miles. Uh, Lee, when you saw that team sheet, and I know Bath had the game first team game this weekend, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought we would... I mean, we'd sent a strong team, didn't we? And I, and I thought, really, it'd be no competition if if the team performed the way we'd expected them to. Um, and I know... <laughs> You know, a couple of the Bath supporters said, well, it's great at Bristol sending the team in the spirit of competition. But actually, at the end of the day, we didn't have a game, did Mm. we? And, you know, and we've got those players available. And if they're in your squad, then you play them. You know, that's that's what they're there for. It's 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 a team game. And it was a strong side. And, you know, subsequently it did prove that that we were much the stronger outfit. And but it was great to see Harry Facker back on the pitch and, you know, what a, what a start that was as well, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And to be fair, you know, when you look at the start in 15, I think I'm right um, compared to the last league game. There was only Batley, um, Fitzhardin and Purdy that started against Gloucester, that started against Bath. Um, Whiteley. And, oh, yes, of course, Whiteley yeah, started, yeah. So I, I don't, I, I'd forgotten about yeah. him. It's <laughs> his 30-minute cameo. Um, but yeah, we we didn't have a game midweek, and there was lots of players there that that got in and uh, had some some good experience. Um, I listened to a bit of it on BBC Radio Bristol, and it sounded like we were trying to be a bit fancy in the first half, and yeah. uh, lots of um, moves in the backs. But uh, it was a bit of good old grunt, and I think all three of Thacker's tries, Lee, uh, 
were all driving malls. It was, yeah. And, you know, it was a shame I didn't have any money on it because, you know, normally I do do put the money on the hooker. But, yeah, we had, um, yeah, again, driving malls. Did you just say that again? I always Don't normally put money on what? <laughs> put money I on always, a hooker. I always like to pay good money for a hooker. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, it was, and it was, it was kind of rinse and repeat, wasn't it? I mean... Yeah, the, the line out driving more and over we went. I mean, just to just to uh, add something to that uh, that fact trick that was scored. <laughs> Actually, I gotta say that I, that was the Bristol Bears social media put that out. So fair play to them. I got to, I've got to quote my sources. But um, is that really though a, a hat trick from three rolling malls? A bit like three penalties in football. Is it? Is it? Is it really? You know, oh. is it a genuine, genuine hat trick there? At the end of the day, you can only, you can only. I mean, play he, the I suppose he's got to hit his man yeah. with a line out, yeah. And yeah. then he burrows in, and then he gets sort of dragged over. You well, know? there's yeah. still some work to do, isn't there? And yeah. so, can't yeah, wait, I mean, mate, actually, drop it. Yeah. Yeah. You've never played in the front row, have you, Pete? Well, so, no, obviously yeah, not. I mean, that's you can tell. I mean, so you can tell just by looking at me, you can tell that I was clearly uh, an, like an inside centre or something like that. Okay, well, let's let's get on to the other positive then. It's great to see Diego Bailey score a try, wasn't it? I mean, um, yeah, he you know, took that is, well, didn't he? It's a big guy for the future for us, isn't it? And he's mm-hmm. a, he's a big old unit. So um, yeah, take him. Facker's fat trick aside, um, that was great to see see B- Bailey get on the score sheet, wasn't it? Absolutely, and again, Purdy showed his worth. I mean, that was a great pickup for that final mm. try, yeah. and uh, then then to run in. So twenty nine nil. Always nice to go to the wreck and uh, give them the big donut, the big zero. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you say that though, Tim, but that was the first time I think since nineteen sixty two that we've actually donutted them. And, and it, bagel, I, I was going to say it's not if it's bath it's more like the smoked salmon and cream cheese bagel without yeah. yeah. smoked salmon and the cream cheese yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. big fat you like that stat didn't you yeah. it sounds like the first time since 1962 that Lee's had a weekend on his own without sport and had so many facts <laughs> in his diary <laughs> no. I can tell you for the listeners that Lee clearly was uh, was a bit bored this weekend because <laughs> I'm looking down at his notes one they're joined up writing, which <laughs> makes a change. But they're 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 superb. They are. They are absolutely superb. And what's really unusual for a wavy water, I've spelt most of the words right as well. So Yeah. Even the two syllable words. Big up the waters. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, um a, a, a good result for the team, but really it was quite a, a mismatch when you look at the uh yeah. the squads and listen to it on Bris- uh, BBC Radio Bristol it sounds like we should have put a lot more on them really so uh, but anyway 29-0 you can't grumble about that so it's back to league action on Saturday it's round 8 of the Gallagher Premiership Saturday the 29th of October uh, 3pm kickoff Northampton Saints against Bristol Bears now this one is available on PRTV if you're not going to the game so let me come to Miles, looking splendid with his medal still dangling around his neck. Um, your thoughts on this one, Miles, and uh, maybe team selections for uh, for this? Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I have a feeling... I, I check your timings. I mean, it's listed as 2pm, weirdly, isn't it, on Bristol Bears' website? I'm not quite sure why. Um, but... 
I mean, you know, Saints have played really well recently. Last year, we had some disastrous games. Well, both games disastrous against them, home and away, embarrassed in both legs. So I'm hoping that we can step up and have a close game, uh, if not a win. And I think to get that, we're going to have to, a bit like Gloucester, no mincing around. We're going to have to send our best team. Um no, I don't Do we not send our best thing to well, most Well, yes so. and no, but we, you know, sometimes we give some of the guys a rest, don't we? But we've had a week off, so I'd, you know, I mean, I'd fully expect to send pretty much the same team that we sent to Gloucester. Apart um, from Whiteley, apart maybe? Apart from, yes, apart from Whiteley, because I do think, we'll come on to chat about it, there might be a change in personnel at the number nine or on the bench. And Don, Dan Thomas as well. And DT, yeah. who's, yeah. we'll chat about in a while, who's uh, gone off to... Uh, temporary pastures new for a couple of weeks um, so providing no one picked up any major injury um, and the slight scrum half change I, I can't see any change really from the strong side that we sent to Gloucester and you know nearly nearly won there well for listeners do check that kickoff time because uh, Premiership Rugby saying it's a three o'clock kickoff and Bristol Bears are saying it's yeah, a two sure. o'clock kickoff so uh Best, best bet just to get an extra couple of cans in and oh, yeah. uh, just get, get in front of the telly from one o'clock. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, Pete, your thoughts on um, the the team and our chances yeah. at Northampton? Well, last season we did lose twice, as Miles said. I mean, we did score 22 points and 20 points against them. So, yeah, they were uh, last year at home, it was that dreadful day with the front row got and then at their place, I, I just—it's interesting. I'm just looking at the um, the season so far stats um, for both teams, and some interesting things here. I mean, it's not that there's not that much difference. They they probably just shaded it on all of slightly on all the attacking things, slightly more meters gained, slightly more carries, slightly more passes made. Turnovers exactly the same, thirty six each. Um, turnovers conceded exactly the same. Interesting, penalties conceded. They've conceded more than us. Um, interesting thing I'd ever notice, we've only scored, we've only had three penalties score, scoring, so we've only scored nine points from kicks. Well, this season? In this season, oh. yeah, whereas they've, they've, had, they've scored 30. So uh, well, maybe that's... we've been choosing to kick into corners to kick, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's it's got, <laughs> the stats suggest, a, a tight game. Um, and I think... You know, we played well against uh, we played well against Gloucester. We got back on the horse against we did, Gloucester. We did. Um, Saints lost yesterday to uh, to Bath. Didn't they? Hang yeah. their heads in shame. So I mean, <laughs> to me, that's that's a double whammy of incentive for 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 the Bears. So I, I, I'm I'm thinking if we go with the same, you know, we've had a week off as well, a bit of a rest. Go with the same mentality that we did to Gloucester. Uh, I just think. It could be a, a, a good game. And I say agree with Miles. I mean, I think we this is the time where you go with a, a lot of the Gloucester team because, you know, potentially the one that finished more than anything because they they did well. Don't change a winning mentality. And, of course, Lee, their, their star fly half, Dan Larger, is... Um, he's injured. He's injured. Yeah, Dan Larger's boy's always injured, isn't he? I mean, he's a fantastic player. Yeah. He's on pitch. Yeah. But... Bizarrely, this I I'm genuinely this I bored I was that I actually watched the bath game <laughs> yesterday. Oh, Shame on yeah, but but I've done a breakdown. The reason I've watched the bath games because I've done a breakdown on the Saints, and to be honest, there was nothing there that I thought we would that if we if approached the game the right way, mm. nothing that we can actually beat them from. They were really inconsistent. They didn't take chances. So it was a little bit 
like Bristol mm. in a lot of ways. The centres did look like a weakness, but there again, Bath were playing with Ollie Lawrence in the middle. So, I mean, he's given them a massive boost as well, hasn't he? So, but they're not scared to throw the ball to the back of the line out if and when needed. So, I, I, I mean, I think that we've got the basis of, I think if we're switched on, I think this is a game that is definitely winnable for us. And it just, I don't know, it, it just feels like one of those games, but we have to be switched on. If we're not, then I think, yeah, potentially we, we could get beat. But I saw a lot of positives for Bristol in that game. Yeah, you know, that, I, I, and I think mm. without Dan Bigger, I mean, that's a huge loss for them. Massive. I said Dan Larger. I wanted one of you to shout I know, bigger, I know. And I was going to say oh, Dan Enormous, but no, <laughs> you, know, you just get, killed my gag. Didn't get it. Just killed my gag. <laughs> Tell us about this stuff before we record. Oh, <laughs> no. But we have to watch. I mean, Mitchell, obviously, is dangerous. Furbank's dangerous. So, I mean, they've, they've still got players on Dingwall. that pitch, aside from Dingwall. Mm. Yeah, I just think for from, once, we know, they, we know they're a dangerous attacking side. So this is where I'd like to see a little bit of game management, a little bit of pushing back on their heat, on their uppers a little bit. Can Absolutely. Just stop the oh, momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it'd be interesting to see how we approach this because, you know, if we go all out and try and match them head-to-head with mental, you know, throwing the ball around rugby, we'll probably lose. But I I, th- I mean, the other thing is they're two locks, ribbons and coals, got yeah. called up to England. So they're, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. It might be a good thing in the sense their mind, you know, is the pressure's off them a little bit. They don't have to perform quite as well as they might have felt they had to perform earlier. Mm. But at the same time, they might be confident. So, you know, they've got a few, they can fire shots in the forwards. And, you know, Lewis, uh, what's his name? Ludlam. is a great player. I really like him. Um, and, you know, they've scrummed did us last, last year a bit. Mm. So I think it's going to be a really good game of rugby. Yeah, yeah. But you would hope, I mean, I think this is the last game, isn't it, before the uh, internationals go off for for the autumn internationals. But uh, a front row with Genge, um, Sinclair, and and potentially, you know, a rejuvenated Thacker is going to be quite different. And I can't see our scrum being marched back like it did did last time. Absolutely. All right then, boys. So uh, prediction times. Let me go to the um, Kingsbridge International Stand-Up Paddling Board gold medalist, which is Miles. <laughs> um, you do pick some odd sports, don't you? Frisbee golf and stand-up paddling board cross-country. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be quite a tight game. Um, I think Pete's right. We, we go away, we play our way, and it... We could get a win, so I'm going to predict a win this this week. Strangely for me, and I'm going to go for twenty four twenty to Bristol. Twenty four twenty, Pete. In between your mouths of Bombay yeah. mix that you you've been you've been shutting down. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I um I also think I think Wood Myers's winter sport is the luge. <laughs> luge. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, skeleton. I, I mean, stats last three seasons, a lot of points in the game. You know, we know it both score. I, I'm thinking it could be, it could be a a win. I have to go for a win for Bristol. We always have to go for a win for Bristol when you think it's close. And I'm going to say um, 28-23. 28-23. Uh, Miles, for listeners, is trying to attempt to pour. 
uh, is beer again, it's, which is it's like even, even less that successful. Is I, he's never I think this is a point in his life. That's a 20 degree angle. He's got like, I mean, at least listen, 45. Do you know what? Andy Hill, our mate from Gloucester, if he was watching this now... Miles would not be in this room. He would, have, that, he would have thrown you out of the window, I'll tell you. There's something wrong with this can. No, there are other breweries and There's <laughs> nothing wrong with the can. What is wrong is your angle of attack. Uh, Tilt the bloody glass, Miles. Well, this what? is Michael King would say. I think this, is, this just gets shows when your butler pours the cans for you. <laughs> the time. Uh, you know, you struggle when you have to do it. How could um, you even drink that? Look at that foam oh, on there. Look oh, at that. It's, it's more like a milkshake beer, <laughs> isn't it? Okay, so uh, Lee, over to you for your prediction. Okay, I do think it will be close, but I am going, going to go for a Bears win. Um, 24-21, oh. which I thought Miles was going to be... You I thought you were going to grab that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was quite heartened by the, um, the performance at Gloucester. We've had the week off. I think the few of the fringe players have had a good run out against Bath. So I'm going to go for a 31 to 24 victory for Bristol. So uh, look at that. We're all, all going for the win away from home. And actually, there's been some cracking games at Franklin Gardens uh, over the last uh, three or four seasons, really. So uh, it's again, it's one of the best rugby stadiums in the oh, country, true. isn't it? It's a proper old rugby stadium, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Buzzsprout, and many more platforms. You can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at Bears Beyond Gate. And on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Right. Well, lots of things. Although um, uh, although we didn't really have a, a full-blooded first uh, uh, team game to talk about, there's lots of talking points this week. And one mm. of the ones um, I'm going to uh, start with, come to you, Lee, and that was um, the, the Friday night game, London Irish 21, Gloucester 22. Adam Hastings with probably the most spectacular drop goal that I've seen for many a season. Yeah, it was it was outstanding, wasn't it? I mean, the funny thing was that week before we were in the shed and it would be fair to say from a lot of the Gloucester supporters, uh, Adam Hastings wasn't their favourite player. Would that be right in saying? But I'll tell you what, when you produce that type of drop goal... You know, and he's won two games now on a spin. I mean, that was quality, wasn't it? And and I think, well, you have to hold your hand up and say that was absolute class. And I think we were talking about it before we come on air, Pete. It it was one of those things that you thought that must have been the 79th minute of the game to win it. But, like, there were 20 minutes left, weren't there? Yeah, it's quite unusual, that, really. You think, you know, the fact that that was the winning kick, because most of the season it seems like... You know, games go right to the wire in terms of scoring. It's it's been that kind of harem scarum in some ways. So yeah, I I I um I think it's quite interesting, really. I suppose Gloucester. They I don't know what would be more pleasing as a Gloucester fan is is that drop goal or the fact they then managed to play out the game or manage the game for the next twenty minutes, which is you know something we've always bemoaned a little bit about the Bears not managing mm. to. And they they've shown a you know textbook example of how to manage a win when you're and you know the pressure you're on not to give away a penalty and you know and I'm sure Irish I, I'm sure Irish when that went over thought you know 
we can have a we'll have another shot, we'll have another chance somewhere. And they must have been absolutely gutted. Mm-hmm. Well, not that I watched it, so I don't know whether they did have any any opportunities at all. But um, yeah, fair play. Absolutely. Now, uh, Miles, in the week, there was an open letter from the club thanking supporters for their um, uh, support, really, um, and for, money. for the club um, in these difficult times and uh, understanding that, uh, you know, it was there's a lot of uncertainty around with the, the, the two teams that got into administration. Which is great, and I'm, you know, I'm sure all diehard fans like us, season card holders, absolutely, we support support the club without a doubt. But I think one thing that was interesting, and um, as four season card holders in the Dolman, mm-hmm. uh, when the Worcester game was called off, um, for people that had bought tickets for the Worcester game in cash for that one game, we're going to get a full forty pound credit, I think, for for the Leicester game. Yeah. But for us season card holders, we were going to get an £8 ticket for the ladies' game uh, against, or the women's game against Wasps. Now, subsequently, that's been called off. Yeah. Do you think there's a a little bit of... Disparity there? Do you think it feels fair for those of us that cough up several hundred pounds before the season starts? Uh, no, I don't think it's fair at all. I think um, this harks back to quite a few weeks ago where you were offered, well, a sort of kind spirit of the game, wasn't it, from the club, a um, Premiership Cup midweek ticket. Because I couldn't, the, make uh, cause you couldn't get yeah. the game because they just changed a date with his, what, eight hours' notice. And the same with me. Um, and I understand that. It was a different ball game. We had the passing of the, of the Queen. Now, that was sort of understandable. But this time around... Um, no, to be offered an eight quid equivalent from our well, you know, you could argue it's sort of 20 to 30, to up 30 quid, roughly a ticket, isn't it? If you go to every game, hmm. um, to support the women, I'm, I'm all up for that, fantastic. And it was a brilliant idea to bring them down to Ashton Gate, it could have got a, a great crowd for the women, but um, ongoing. I don't know how this is going to play out. And I think the next time this happens, which we know is going to happen, is on um, New Year's Day, isn't it? When we are going to be not watching Bristol versus Wasps. A huge injection of cash normally for the club. I would be probably a little bit cross if they then subsequently offered another £8 women's game on the same day. And I think moving forward... It's probably, in my opinion, showing a little bit of disrespect for the season ticket holders and they need to be other avenues, other offers I think they need to give fans. Lee, you wanted to come in. I just want to say as well, <clears throat> I mean, that, the, we're all a massive, massive supporters of the women's game, right? So it, it, there's, there's no issue with that. I think the, the fact is, when we were offered the Wasps women's game... Mm. Wasp were already going through a lot of it's stuff at the time. Pretty much clearly going to go into administration. Absolutely. So, I mean, it was it, it, it was almost like Miles had said, it was almost like a kind of last minute, oh, what can we do? What can we do? Oh, that's what we'll do. And I think we all knew as soon as those tickets were offered that we weren't going to be seeing a Bristol Bears ladies versus Wasp ladies game at all. And... You know what I mean? And it, it it just felt a little bit like, 
oh, making things up at the last minute. And I understand, like, you know, with, you know, the, the whole thing with the, losing the two clubs, you know, is, has been is completely thrown everything out. But it just felt like a little bit, there wasn't much foresight in it. No, and I mean, for some some of our listeners, you know, we met uh, Kate and Vanessa recently at yeah. the game. They're, they're dual season card holders for the yeah. men and the women's team. So kind of it was no benefit for, for people in, yeah, in, in their position. But Pete, we, we've talked about it. Isn't there a need for the club to get a bit more creative? Now, we're not expecting them to cough up 30 quid or 40 quid, depending where you sit, for, um, for season card holders. But they could do more, couldn't they? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, it's it's slightly ironic that the reason why these games have been lost is because it's two clubs that, you know, very sadly have gone into administration because they can't get any fans. <laughs> like, they <laughs> can't get enough fans to go. And then to a, a club that does get loads of fans to go and are not in any problem because they can get 10,000, it kind of feels like, you know we should be rewarded a little bit, you know, for that. Um, and of course they, you know, Miles is banging on about the Wasp game. I mean, they've still got to sort out the Worcester game as well. So, yeah. so we were yeah. saying, Tony, I agree. I mean, there are things we could do. There could be things like um, the European knockout games. They could announce that those would then become uh, under the, the season ticket. Or, and I think you made a really good point last week off air, was that, they could look at the season we've got, look at the home games we've got and say, which of these home games realistically are we not going to get beyond 20,000? We've had some great attendances. And then say, well, look, why don't we offer all season ticket holders one one extra ticket? Now, they may not, you know, but that could be a 5,000 more people come, a free ticket for Mm. a friend. Yeah. And, And of course, they're not getting any revenue on that. But what they're getting is, you know, a load more people that might... They could, you know, might buy drinks, might buy food. And of course, you know, if there's a sort of, you've got to sign up with your email address and, and send a bit of marketing gump out. Yeah, that would be, and I think that would, you know, there would be a better will than, at the, you know, with no disrespect to WASP women, an £8 ticket for a game that was clearly going to get called off, which mm. just looked like a bit of a hasty decision yeah. where maybe they could have just said, look, we're not quite, we're just going to, we appreciate there's going to have to be something, but we're going to sit on this for a little bit. Eight tickets will be available for the women's game for anybody for eight quid. I mean, you know, we would have probably gone, gone down gone, anyway and bought yeah. an eight grand ticket. It yeah. was so. I think <coughs> perhaps now be credit to the club. You know, it was a difficult situation. They have had a bit of time to think about it, and maybe something slightly more creative will come out. Well, that's it. I think you know, um, you know, what we're going to get <laughs> eighteen, nineteen thousand to maybe some of the lesser games, if that. Mm-hmm. That 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 means we've got eight nine thousand seats that are empty, and I think the fact that you could say to season card holders, look, you've got a credit to bring a friend for one of these three or four games, they could could list them up, as you say, Pete, get more people in, get more people interested, and it would feel like I, as a season card holder, that I've got some value. Then I've yeah. got the value of a yeah. thirty or well, it's probably yeah, 40, 45 quid ticket. Yeah. The club are going to have empty seats for these games anyway. Let's be realistic. Yeah. We're not top mm-hmm. of the table. We're in a recession. They're not going to be selling 27,000 week in, week out. So rather than having empty seats, let's get some bums on those seats. And and, the, and it's the thing, like the club have, you know, had a massive drive towards like, you know, the, getting the youngsters into the stadium, for, you know, to grow the fans of the future and stuff. But why can't we just have those fans that come in like, you know, mates, and they might come up for, you know, one or two games for the end of the season. And, you know, if, if 
if bears do that and we have a good performance, because you know what it's like that first time you get there, yeah, yeah and you yeah. watch the game, and it's like, oh my god, when you see it. the mm. when you see the queue, yeah, well, <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean. Saying, like, yeah. I had a couple of beers, yeah. I had a pasty or a pie yeah. or whatever. Yeah, watched a brilliant game of rugby, and you know they, they'll come back again, and and, and even more so in this climate where the issue is is. We, you know, the talk about rugby and growing the game and all this sort of stuff. We're in a very strong position where Bristol can try and do that. So mm. we need to see some more creativity, and that—that's you know where we could be go against the the trend and, and be able to say, look, we're growing yeah. support. We're doing loads of innovative things because it's crucial that every club does that now. And so we're in a position of strength to to do that. So. Uh, Expect me free ticket in the post uh, next week, Tone. Well, there we are. For any wow. other marketing tips, any sports clubs out there, yes. just, uh, <laughs> just come to us. <laughs> at Bears Beyond the Gates. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, TC will be putting out a doodle poll, won't he, by, uh, by next mean, weekend? We should say, on the theme of selling tickets, mm. the South Africa game now is sold out, oh, which is great. fantastic. I'd like to say, boys, I took issue with a Times article this week um, where they were talking about the the, the, uh, the impact of all these games being cancelled because of Worcester and stuff. And, and it talked about clubs showing a bit of creativity and innovation with some hastily arranged fixtures. And they mentioned Bristol, South Africa. So I put a, on the comments box, I, I pointed out, because I like to be a stickler for good journalism, that the Bristol-South Africa game was certainly not a hastily arranged fixture and had been done way in advance. Absolutely. And perhaps if wow. other well clubs done, had been Pete. a bit more proactive about these sort of things, we wouldn't be having to do hastily arranged fixtures. It's uh, yeah, No, absolutely. Yeah. Good point. I can't believe you read the Times, though. Well, yeah, and he's got a subscription to be able to leave. Well, hang on a minute. To be fair, it's, it's, free. Free. it's, actually, it's actually the school have got a subscription <laughs> to it. So, so, and the funny thing was, boys, because I have to log in on my app with the school librarian's email address, and her, obviously it came up as her name as the comment. <laughs> and then I went in on Friday and she said... You didn't write a comment about rugby, did you? Because she'd had loads of emails saying loads of people liking her comment, and she didn't know what it was. It was brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. So, and if there's anybody employed by the Times out there, we don't condone uh, sharing subscriptions <laughs> like, like that. <laughs> uh, hang on, Miles is pouring no. another beer. Look, you can oh, oh, no, no. do a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah, that's it. Oh, he's Keep going like that, and you'll be fine. He's done it. Look, I told you, it was that particular can. Get the angle down. I don't know what's more remarkable that that Miles has poured it properly, or the fact that he's gone through two beers in about fifteen minutes. Listen, I think it's his third actually because he's on, got he's got an empty name. Boys, I'm off well. tomorrow and, and for a whole week. I've worked my socks off today uh, in the old good NHS and a tough paddle board race yesterday. So I thought I deserved three beers whilst. Uh, as, that you know that's complete bullshit. They're free for nine quid up the road, aren't they? So that's, that's the real reason he's got free beers. Okay, well let's uh, let's see what the club do to uh, look after the mm. season card holders. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, I think I think we can have a little bit more of a value, even if it's not a cash value, mm-hmm. than than a, a free eight pound ticket to watch a women's game. But on that subject, Tony, where is our um, our season card? Benefits, which were meant to be due in 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 October at some oh, point. Well, well, that's it. Yeah, because <laughs> there was the ten pound lodged in our uh, accounts that we've had for the last few years, and I know for for many people they've used that to to go towards a shirt or buying some uh, mm. buying some gear. Yeah, we still wait with uh, anticipation for that. Yeah. 
Um, good point. Thank you for reminding me. Well, yeah, it was a it was a busy week with uh, announcements. Uh, Thursday, the news broke that um, Carl Sinclair had uh, signed a one year extension with the Bears. Um, Pete, let me come to you. To you, I on our Twitter account put. Uh, we'll be talk this talk about this on the pod, uh, and my thoughts on it was. Interesting was the word that I used. And somebody got in contact saying, no, it's great news. We've got an international for another season. And there were quite a few people gushing comments about Carl staying. Don't get me wrong. It was a bit of a loving, wasn't it? It was a bit of a loving. But I I, I want us maybe to have a more rounded discussion about whether this is completely joyous news. Mm. Well, first off, love the, uh, the social media video. Like the atmospheric video, get yet again our, our social media team excelled themselves, um, and a yeah, really good bit of posting there. Yeah, and I, and I I think the proof of the pudding was in the fact that, that Kyle mentioned that he felt he had unfinished business, which to me suggests that the business hasn't been done quite so far. So mm-hmm. so Kyle himself was was signposting the fact that he hasn't achieved his highest standards with us for whatever reason, for reasons that have been discussed with various people um, and feel, but I, so I was heartened by the fact that, you know, he wants to do that. And I think we saw a, a very good performance by him at Gloucester, which shows that he's got, you know, he's got that in his locker and he, and it shows that, um, that he, he feels that he's still got something to, 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 to give to the club and, and prove to the club. Um you wanted a rounded discussion, Tony. You could argue that maybe nobody <laughs> took his CV up in France and the Premiership, so he didn't have much choice but to re-sign for a year, which I, I'm sure is part of it. I mean, this is the whole point of contracts and so on. But I, you know, I, I think on balance, I was, I felt a, a warmish feeling inside when I saw that. With give because I thought fair play to him, he's he's, he's done that and he's come out and said, but he's admitted that perhaps he hasn't, you know, he hasn't done as well as as he hoped. And maybe, you know, maybe the Genji effect is, is big, big as well, that, you know, Genji's had a word with him and, and sat him down and said, you know, there's things you've got to do because, but as we've discussed as well, when you look at the impact that Genji's had immediately relative to Kyle, you know, it is, I think you're totally within your rights to to raise a kind of lit, metaphorical eyebrow or even a literal one um, to suggest that, you know, he... It's not a cast iron loving type response. Yeah, and Miles, you know, it's rumoured that Carl came to the club on a, I think it was a five hundred thousand yeah, uh, salary. Yeah. We're now at a, a salary cap for five million, so one tenth of the salary cap going on Carl Sinclair, based on performances previously. You've got to say it. it's not been well, value for not, money. No, not really. Not uh, pounds per try scored or pounds per meters made. It's a pretty piss poor investment. Uh, sorry, he's, um, I tell you what. He's fil- yeah, but he has got filthier as the weeks have gone on. And you know where it started, Tone? When you were in the chair, I, I lost control of him. <laughs> I lost control of him, and I lost control of his. His uh, mealy mouth. Let's right, some miles, Phil. You know, be I, honest. I would absolutely echo what Pete says. We've um, a lot of fans have felt that um, certainly he hasn't put a hundred percent of effort into his performance on the field. He's had a few, you know, an injury um, or two. 
Um, but I, it's encouraging news. I think the fact that Genge has come home to Bristol and we've got um, yeah, him and, and, and Carl in the front row can only be a great thing. But yes, he has definitely got unfinished business and I think a lot of fans would echo that. I feel the way he carries himself around the club in fan engagement isn't sufficient, in my opinion, for being a, an England player. I went to one of the train, open training sessions and his presence with fans was non-existent, which was us very disappointed with. So he's got a year to make it up to me, in my opinion, uh, on both on the pitch, fan engagement, but no doubt that last weekend's performance was phenomenal. Uh, and hats off to him, but he, a work on, <laughs> work to do for Mr Sinclair. Lee, can I just say that clearly three can miles is a lot <laughs> feistier and a mealy mouth than, uh, than the, the normal one can version. I, I think that three can miles is ready to take on Carl right now. But uh, <laughs> No, but I mean, miles, all joking aside, miles makes a great point. I mean, I think it depends on what Kyle Sinclair we get, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, obviously Kyle's admitted himself that, it, you know, it's not been, for whatever reason, injuries or whatever, it's not been the greatest start to his career. Mm. Um, but this is a guy who's got massive potential. And, you know, I think with Genji on board now as well, Genji's the type of guy who's going to fire him up. And he it feels to me anyway, like Kyle needs someone to mm. fire him you know he, he needs that light underneath him and and I think Genji's the perfect person for it so if we get the Carl Sinclair that we all know yeah, yeah. can perform mm, yeah. then I'm absolutely delighted he's signing a new contract no absolutely I think the Carl Sinclair that we expected that Carl Sinclair leading up to the the, the Rugby World Cup mm, of course yeah. he had the, the sad concussion that uh took him out of the final but that kind of Carl Sinclair we were all hoping for we haven't seen mm. in these uh, uh, this this first period but yeah if Genge can bring him on you know and that performance in, against Gloucester the two of them yeah. you know was, was great so if we can get that Sinclair for another year it's Brilliant. great yeah. if we get the Sinclair we've had for the past year then you could argue could £500,000 salary in a reduced salary cap, be, be be better spent elsewhere. But, you know, as ever, as four fans, we'll get behind every player in this club. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, the other bit of news, I think, that broke on the same day, there's Dan Thomas um, mm-hmm. is going on a two-week loan to Scarlet's. Yeah. What do you make of that, Pete? Well, none of us saw that coming, did we? And, and it amusing, I'd say. it's It's an odd one. It feels like a try before you buy. Um, obviously, it's his home club, isn't it? It's where he started. Um, it, it kind of... I don't see it in a very positive light. I see it as it may be the beginning of the end or the end of the end for Dan Thomas, which is a real shame. And I, I actually feel a bit conflicted about this because I, I feel as though he... I don't know whether he's lost his luster with Pat you know he hasn't started many games this season you just wonder you know you know that that sometimes when people players go out of favour and then something like this happens you do what you do fear the worst you know who knows maybe it's 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 opening up some salary cap for another back rower mm. or two mm. to come in um, and but I mean he's obviously valued by Scarlet's because he went straight into the team against Connacht 
and uh, got got beaten, mind in Galway. But um, so he's you know he's used to that last couple of seasons. But um, I don't know. It's a disappointing. I, it's 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 strange. It was what? funny that a lot of the on Twitter a lot of the talk was. Well, yeah, it's a big a, deal. It's yeah. a two-week loan. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. But I think we all know it's not just a two-week loan, is it? I mean, there's a bigger picture here. And subsequently, I think, as Peter just said, this could be the beginning of the end for Dan mm. Thomas in, in a bear shirt. And Miles, you know, we know we've had back row injuries and, 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 and problems there. Mm-hmm. So to, to have a fit again Dan Thomas... That started against Gloucester suddenly shipped out for two weeks. You know, is is this Pat now trying to two weeks isn't going to make a huge difference no, in the salary no, cap? But if if Scarlet's wanting for the rest of the season because they yeah. do have a lot of injuries as well in the back row, you know, a uh, someone of Dan Thomas's pedigree stature. and stature, that salary could mean that you could bring in somebody else. Of that kind of uh, pedigree and stature, or even greater. Well, absolutely. But who, like Pete, Pete alluded to, um, you're right. There has been speculation in the week by various media sources, and we well know we'll come and chat about it. There are uh, an entire squad of Wasps players without employment, and but clearly heading to other clubs in the Premiership or abroad. Um, it's a very strange two week. I agree. Two weeks is really odd. Just to say, Dan Thomas going out on loan, you know, for the foreseeable future, um, would have been enough. But um, I think it's going to be a huge loss. You're right. He came to fitness. He's been, you know, in all appearances for Bristol, gives 110%. He's been a great jackaler, never gives up, saw some great tries, great support over the years. And. Yeah, I worry that it may be a longer-term loan leading to something else, and I think we'll miss him quite quite badly. I just add in, I, I read something about this Jack Willis had been Less. had been offered a had been offered a few things. It had been offered like an academy contract at one club. This is this is what I read somewhere, mm. and it makes me think that you know he's he's obviously he is a blue ribbon player that any club would want that needs to be playing for England purposes. Mm. And if we are talking about Jack Willis here, if we have got some sort of flexibility in the salary cap because of the injury to Sam Jeffries, and if we can release a bit more money, let's say, and I hate saying this, but let's say the only place really that... Yes, he looked and thought, who could we, who might go to another club who buy them mid-season? It could be... Scarlets, and it, you know, I just wanted these two things come together. Dan Thomas's salary released, a kind of allowance for the injury to Sam Jeffries, yeah. and then saying to Jack Willis, you know, we can't offer you what you were on, but we can offer you better than an academy contract or wherever. It just you start to think, does that all add up? That is that where we're going with this? And it's and you know, poor old. But then again, Jack Willis is going to be straight off with England, isn't he? So, well, that's where it's interesting. That's yeah, why yeah, I think the whole yeah. two week thing, because yeah. that will bring us. Because Dan's going to miss the Northampton game, that takes us to the start of the Autumn Internationals. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I don't know what the Scarlets' fixtures are during that period. Willis will be away with England. Mm. Does it mean that actually at the end of November? Potentially, 
It's a longer does, announcement. Yeah. Th- is there mm. a longer announcement of a loan of Dan Thomas going to Scarlet? So yeah. lo and behold, Jack Willis comes to Bristol and we don't have to pay his wages during the autumn yeah. the yeah. internationals. Mm. You know, why Good would point. you why would you bring someone in, pay their wages, and realistically they're they're not going to play I, for you? I, then you know what? It's almost as if we need to have a black a whiteboard here, Toe, with all these little equations that we're doing. Then you're at you know, and it's it I think you've almost put the, the final bit in the jigsaw there. I'll tell you what, it's like Angela Lansbury has come back from the dead. <laughs> That's what it's like. Yeah. Well, the moment. But then then you've got uh uh, what's he called Alfie Barbary as well that's that's rumoured to uh, have been seen in has Bristol has been seen in he Bristol has been seen in Bristol yeah, yeah. 100% he has been seen but you have but you I mean knowledge on it. word on the street yes but I mean he yeah. could, I mean obviously he could just be visiting because because they've got no the, games on. The SS Great Britain is, is is one of the Southwest's biggest tourist attractions. He's got a bit of time on his hands. He might just have been well, coming down to see our, what's on offer down there. Or you change at Temple Meads to go to Bath. Yeah, that's the thing. Or, yeah. or he was just stopping on the way to Exeter. Oh dear. Or he, he could have been looking at the paddleboarding situation in what? Bristol. Yeah, he, he, yeah. might have, he might have had so disillusioned with uh, <laughs> with rugby that he's decided to take up paddleboarding. Yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell you frisbee what. Though, golf. I, I can't see how we could free up enough in the cap to get Barbary and Willis. No, that just, no, just no, no, doesn't no. seem. I mean, those guys possible. are going to go for a. They're going to. They're going to go for a. Who would you cap. have though? I mean, because if it was me, well, I wouldn't see. I, I know Barbary's, I mean, he's still, he's got an injury, he's got mm. a hamstring as well at the moment. Injury prone. Yes, but he's fantastic. But, but I'd rather keep Dan Thomas and that Barbary, personally. Mm. That's what I would do. Yeah. What, what do you reckon? Well, it'd be nice, nice to be in that position, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and again, Barbary, you know, again, with him being injured and it's a buyer's market, would someone say, we'll sign you on, but we ain't going to sign you on till mm. January and you're, mm. you're, you're, you're fit yeah. again. Um, it's very difficult. Hopefully, things will resolve over the next few weeks. Yes, Willis in a Bristol Bear shirt, jackling over the carcasses of other teams uh, would be a, an amazing thing to see. Um, but uh, yeah, well, we've already got in uh, Lewis. We've got back, yeah. and then news broke on Saturday that we've signed Will Porter oh, from Wasps. Yes. Now, you're our resident scrum half uh, aficionado, Pete. Your Very thoughts so. on, on that? Really, I personally think great signing. I, I remember last season when they played us at the gate, I thought he was very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, he's obviously going to be relatively cheap, but I guess we might get him from the Harry Randall injury. We might get enough for the injury yeah. allowance for Harry Randall because he's out for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and I just think you can never we learnt last year you can never have enough scrum halves can mm, you quite. and I also think that Andy Wren whilst we have had a great game against Gloucester will still need some competition because he's clearly going to be in the number one box seat now but I think he needs some competition um, and I think he'll need a little bit more competition that perhaps Tom Whiteley's giving him at the moment We've also got a young Oscar Lennon, who's probably a bit annoyed <laughs> about about Porter coming in. But no, I think I think Porter's coming in is a good move, and I imagine he's not that expensive as we said. It's not probably caused financially too many problems, and, and why not? Lee, one thing I was going to say is it, I was really heartened by the a lot of the tweets from the Wasp fans, and they were they were all saying you've got a really good player now. Yeah. I think he made 58 appearances for Wasp, four tries. And, you know, he's he's 
he's in that bracket, isn't he? And I think in terms of Whiteley, I just worry now that Lamb's got, uh, Pat Lamb's got that kind of, He's, he's yeah, got we the, don't want to write he's got a mile. No, no, and we certainly wouldn't around this table. We like it, but I just, I just worry that Pat Lamb's just got that that kind of sign of miles over him, and I, you know, but this is going to be a great acquisition for for Bristol. Yeah, and one Wasps fans are actually saying like, yeah. you've got an absolute star there. Mm. I mean, they've seen it with their own eyes. So, and a fantastic signing for me. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we alluded to it for the Northampton Saints, but you can see him going, not not necessarily starting, but essentially straight <coughs> into can. the squad. Yeah, straight on. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, well, these boys need to get onto game time mm, yeah. because they're, otherwise they're going to lose their edge, aren't they? they yeah. You know, they've so stopped training yeah. straight away. I mean, they're obviously doing their own stuff at home. So if you're going to sign someone, you don't want him to hang around. You want to get him straight in playing straight away to, to keep that fitness up. Yeah, because I think that that's the last of the Premiership Rugby Cup games, isn't it? Until yeah. February time, is yeah. it? I think. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, N- unless we start organising some more eighteen friendly, some hastily arranged fixtures. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that the Barbars are playing some of the? Quinn did. Yeah. 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 Huh? yeah, you could you could almost make an argument for saying actually, can you get the a Barbars team made out of Worcester yeah. wasps? Yeah. Um, get someone to give them a bit of backing and yeah. uh, fill, fill some of the remaining well, mate, fixtures. We, we talked about this last year. Yeah. Nothing is off the table now. Premier Rugby is in disarray oh, as a product. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to try and solve the problem, as we rightly said, as our mate, not our mate, but as uh, Einstein said, you don't solve a problem by doing the same thing as the way that solved the, caused the problem That's in the what first said. place. Oh, know, said, boys, Dave, he's not, he's not allowed to corroborate so, Pete's I mean, uh, I, fact you know, check. But, you know, why not? Why not? Uh, why not? Because I, I hear as well there's talk about the the, the the second half of the season, they're trying to reorganise the fixtures. So We were yeah. chatting about this yesterday on our drive to Kingsbridge. You know, why can the season not end at least two weeks earlier? Uh, there's no reason now, is there? With the, apart from these... Well, you suggested, TC, that uh, one of the clubs have got a four-week gap now, haven't they? Um, mm. Because of the fallen clubs. It's just crazy. So it, fill these empty fixtures as soon as possible. But this is a, this is a big moment for Premier Rugby. Premier oh, Cometh massive. the moment, cometh the whatever. Because yeah. this is, we want to see, rugby fans want to see some action. Mm. We want to see some creativity. We want to see some solutions to difficult right. problems. The downside of these bye weekends is Lee's copious note writing has proven the I mean, I do not want to do another stand-up paddleboard race all right one is enough yeah one is enough but I might be forced to go searching for new ones at this rate and I don't want to be sat here doing copious notes and chatting about crisps I don't ever want to watch Bath again (laughs) but we should say can I just get this one quickly no you take as long as you like this this is one for the ladies we should have mentioned this last week Mm. and I forgot this was on my notes, notes last week um, congratulations to Lucy Burgess as well for a 50th cap against Loughborough last week. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because Lucy is a massive Tottenham Hotspur fan. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, I would she just must, love she must to be say, happy tonight. Yeah. I can't wait to meet Lucy in person. And um, and. Yeah, 50 caps for Bristol Bears. It's going that, so well, that league. It was. Yeah. <laughs> tribute was going so well. Yeah. I let myself bang last week because that's when I should have mentioned right. it. But 
As there was no game this week, I thought I'd still be able to get it in. <laughs> okay, well, that's it for this show. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review or rating for us on your favourite podcast platform. We'll be back next week with our thoughts on the game at Northampton and we'll also look ahead to the bonfire night visit of Saracens to Ashton Gate. So until then, goodbye, stay lucky and come on, Briz. Briz.